You're listening to Sidewalk Confessionals. My name is Jeremy. Um, today, we're just going to go over a couple little things. Um, we're going to do a studio update. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about designing my own audio equipment, uh, kind of stuff that's going to go into the studio, just a little bit. Um, I'm going to go on a short rant about a hard drive because last week or the week before, one of my hard drives um, was giving me quite a bit of trouble uh, and I'm still a little bit pissed off about it because as you guys know, I guess I guess we'll do the, the hard drive rant now. Uh, as you guys know, I, uh, you know, I do video. The, the video portion of the podcast. Um, I also do vlogs every once in a while, um, but I'm also an amateur photographer. So being able to back up and I write, I write a little bit and do like a tiny bit of like graphic design stuff, being able to back up all of that stuff and just keep it off of my computer and completely unplugged when I'm not using it is super, super important. Um, So I need a hard drive that I can trust. And yeah, you shouldn't keep your data in one place all the time. And I don't. Um, But the hard drive that I work off of needs to be reliable. Um, So I, you guys can't see it if you're just listening to the audio, but I have a four terabyte La C. I don't know how to say this. One of those one of those hard drives with the orange rubber around it, silver hard drive, orange rubber, little external hard drive. Um, it's this is the USB Type C version, so USB 3.1. Um, you know, it comes with a USB C to C cable and a C to A cable, so that you can plug it into the new MacBook um, without having a, a weird dongle or adapter or whatever. And This thing honestly sucks. It is horrible. It is not anywhere near worth the price that I paid for it. I plugged it into my PC when I first got it. Um, You know, I got it before my PC completely died. Um, So I plugged it into my PC to back up all of my stuff on there before, you know, I just gave up on it. Um... So that I would have all of my data, all of my old pictures and everything off of that hard drive onto something external so that I could still work on them or whatever on the new computer. Makes sense. It worked okay on my Windows machine and I set it up. So when you get a lossy drive, they give you like a little setup tool and you can format the drive and you can be like, hey, I want to use this cross platform. So I want to use it on Mac and I want to use it on Windows. So I set it up like that. Worked just fine on my PC. Plug it into my Mac, nothing. So I had to go through and change like a bunch of fucking settings and reset it up in the Mac software or in the Mac version of the software, the setup software, whatever. And then ever since, it's just been giving me weird, um, weird issues. Like Mac OS doesn't like it if you just unplug drives without um, ejecting them or unmounting them. So I'll go to eject it and sometimes the drive will turn off and stop spinning and other times it'll just sit there for hours, not recognized by the computer, but spinning. And then I unplug it 
and macOS gets all pissed off about it. And there have been times where I've tried to get data, read data from the drive and write data to the drive and it just gives up and it just doesn't work. And I'm sitting here like, oh fuck, my drive is just dead. My drive just died. And then I'll like wait for a second, restart macOS and plug the thing in, like give it a second to cool off or something. I don't know. And then plug it back in and it works fairly okay. So then I have this whole like stressful thing where I'm like, oh fuck. Okay, now now is the time that I need to start backing things up to other drives. So I actually don't keep everything on just on the little external hard drive. I also hold on. I also have a bunch of uh like two terabyte, one and a half terabyte, two terabyte capacity hard drives, three and a half inch like normal hard drives. Um, that I put a copy of everything on and I label them and I put them on a shelf and I ever, and I never touch them unless I absolutely have to. And that's like my cold storage or whatever, my deep storage of all of my data. But ever since I got this stupid La C hard drive, I've been having to reach for those drives more and more often. And the more often you spin up a drive and the more often a drive is running, the more likely it is to fail. And it's like, it's just, it's just been super stressful. I paid multiple hundreds of dollars for this four terabyte lossy drive. So I expected it to be a lot better quality than it is. It's honestly extremely disappointing. So I guess long story short, if you're looking for a high capacity external hard drive uh, and you want it to be reliable, nothing's reliable 100% of the time, especially hard drives, uh, but at least 90% of the time reliable, Lost C is not what you're looking for. Yeah. Uh, so quick studio update. The last time I talked to you guys, I think we had just started on the studio, so the walls were, the walls were up. I think we were putting like paint on the outside or something, caulking all the windows, something like that. Vapor barrier is down, subflooring is down, dry insulation is in, drywall is up everywhere except the ceiling. So once I get the ceiling on, I can tape it and mud it and finish all the paint it. And then the floors will go in. Once the floors go in, we're good. Uh, and we can move into the new studio space. And then, you know, from there it just needs uh, last minute touches. So we're making progress on the studio and for the studio I actually found uh, on OfferUp a big ol' rack mount cabinet so it's a 19 inch rack if you guys don't know um, a lot of studio equipment and scientific equipment and like industrial electrical equipment and things like that mounts in big ol' racks or like servers mount in big old racks and they're called 19 inch racks because the rails are 19 inches apart. Um, they're normally super, super expensive and I want to get all of my audio equipment into a rack. So I actually found on OfferUp, this really nice lady on OfferUp had tons and tons of old electrical stuff. Like not old, like unused, old, like vintage stuff. 
Um, so she gave me an amazing deal on a gigantic rack mount cabinet. So I'm super, super excited about that. Um, so yeah, once we move into the studio, everything will be mounted into that cabinet. Um, I still need a little bit of help figuring out how I'm going to like route my, uh, my signal chain, um, you know, where everything's going to go. Cause I kind of want to start making what, especially once we're in that space, um, start making better produced content. Uh, so that means I'm going to be reaching out to more people to get, uh, more interviews in and I'm going to be writing hopefully, uh, better scripts and outlines and stuff like that. So lots of cool stuff to come on the podcast, I hope. Um, but yeah, I just don't want to bring, I just don't want to schedule a bunch of people or anyone really for interviews. And then, you know, they come to my house to record and then I walk them down a hall into this dank ass bedroom. I want them to be able to, you know, walk straight through the house uh, back into a dedicated room for recording the podcast that looks a little bit more professional, um, and, you know, a little bit better set up and, and that sort of thing, just to, you know, just to be a little bit more professional because, uh, the people that I want to interview are not just friends of mine. Um, so I want to maintain at least some semblance of professionality, professionality, professionalism, profession, profession, prof- sure. Um, so yeah, all of that really nice stuff is coming. Um, so when I was at that storage unit picking up that rack, I also, you know, she had just tons and tons and tons of stuff. So I grabbed like, uh, DC power supplies and like components and, uh, rack mount enclosures to put equipment into. Um, so with all of that, I'm actually going to be building, uh, a fair bit of my own audio equipment because if you've ever looked for any kind of audio equipment, anything from a simple, you know, microphone and an interface and like maybe a couple cables, to something more complicated like multiple microphones and a multi-track interface and compressors and synthesizers and all of that stuff, you very quickly realize that all of that stuff is ridiculously expensive. And then on top of that, if you're like me and you know a little bit about electronics, you look at that stuff and you're like, that's not even close to worth it. That thing has like $50 worth of components in it. Why are they charging me $500 for it? And, you know, couple that with the fact that I'm a little bit of a maker, I think to myself, I could just make that. It would be so much less money to just make the thing. So I'm going to be making a lot of my audio equipment, um, like mic preamps, Maybe I'll get into some synthesizers and we'll have some really cool uh, analog generated uh, sound effects on the podcast. Um, And I don't know if I've talked about this at all on the podcast. Maybe an earlier episode uh, where Caleb and my brother and I talked about music. It's called uh, Musicality. If you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to that one. 
Um, I might have mentioned this there, but I kind of want to. Ryan, Caleb, and I absolutely love music. Caleb plays the piano. Ryan is kind of learning how to play guitar, kind of learning how to play uke. I really want to learn how to play an instrument. I just, I'm extremely impatient, so I get frustrated really, really easily trying to learn an instrument. Um, But what I already know and what's easy for me to learn is the production side of music. So I kind of want to get into that stuff. Um, I've been watching tons of videos on YouTube about the uh, Teenage Engineering's OP-1. Um, that little, it's a little tiny synthesizer. It's absolutely fucking amazing. Um, yeah, I want to get into like synthesizers and kind of making that kind of music just because that stuff's, at least in my mind, pretty simple to make as long as I have a fundamental understanding of how to make music. Um, so yeah. And then all I need, all I need is the synthesizers and the creativity. Um, but I can make the synthesizers. It's the creativity part that's hard, but I want to get into that sort of thing. So I'm going to be making some of that music or that, uh, that sort of audio equipment. Um, but if anyone has ever like thought I wonder if this thing exists or I wonder if I can just like make this thing. And then you get on Google and you ask, you know, something stupid, simple, like, uh, I shouldn't say stupid, simple, because if you've never done anything with electronics, it can be extremely difficult to understand, but it's really not, it's really not hard. Um, but something simple like, uh, oh, you know, I want to just play around with a, what is it? An LM, uh, a, a Texas Instruments LM385. You know, I want to make a, a tiny little amplifier circuit. Uh, so you get on Google and you type in LM385 or 368 or whatever, um, amplifier circuit, and you just get tons and tons of different stuff. And you're just like, all of these things are different values and everyone is saying different things and it's super, super confusing. So, I have quite a bit of experience in that. I also have quite a bit of experience, uh, especially in the realm of audio equipment, wondering if something exists, only to find out that I'm one of the only five people in the world who wants that thing. Um, so then I'm screwed and I have to make it myself. Um, so I'm comfortable with that sort of it. Um, I don't dabble in like writing code. I've never worked with Arduino in my life. If you think that, you know, Arduino, if you think because of the maker community, um, and I am a maker, I'm a proud maker, uh, and I hate to shit on the maker's electronics community, but the maker electronics community has just, they've, they've gravitated so strongly toward Arduino and other microcontrollers that they've, they act like they don't know how to do anything any other way. So if you're just getting into electronics and you think, oh shit, I have to not, not only on top of learning the electronics side, the physical side of it, I also have to learn how to code an Arduino. You're wrong. You're absolutely wrong. And anyone who tells you that is absolutely wrong. Um, I am in no way comfortable coding an Arduino. I don't know how I've never done it before. Um, and honestly, the whole thing to me is just 
immensely confusing. I am learning slowly because I do want to use Arduino in some of the equipment that I'm building, but it's not the only way to get simple electronics done. Um, and if you, you know, need to find components or anything like that, um, mouser.com in the U S is an absolutely excellent supplier of any, pretty much any component that you would need, anything that they don't have, um, somewhere like automation direct or DigiKey or something like that will have Granger might even have some of the stuff that you're looking for. Amazon, uh, is awesome for cheap electronics. Adafruit, if you're getting into Arduino or even not, Adafruit actually provides, um, quite a few, uh, quite a few decent quality components for not a lot of money. And sometimes they actually have components already soldered to boards, um, with all of the other electronics that they need. And it's just like, uh, you know, an off the shelf pre-assembled part and you just plug it in and it works. YouTube is also an absolutely excellent resource. If you're learning, if you want to learn any of that sort of stuff. Um, so yeah, over the next little while, I don't know how long I can't even begin to give you guys a time period, but I am going to be designing a lot of my own audio equipment and I just, you know, I wanted to throw in here that if you wanted to ever do something like that and you get onto, you know, the forums on Google or whatever, and they're telling you that you need, you know, you have to use the Arduino and you have to know how to write code on an Arduino or whatever, they're bullshitting you. You don't. There's there's other ways to do it. People did it before Arduino existed um, with components that are still relevant today. So, you know, there's always a way to get something like that done. I think that's, uh, that's wrapping it up a little bit. This was a pretty quick one. Um, I know I didn't do a podcast last week, Uh, I just, I just, I needed a week. If you guys saw on my Instagram, uh, you can go back and see it because I don't, I didn't post it on my Instagram story. I actually posted it on my wall, um, because I hate it. I hate Instagram stories. Okay. I just, I hate them. If you, I just hate it. It's terrible. That's what Snapchat's for. Instagram stories can go die. Um, but that's a whole nother rant. And I'm probably going to get a lot of shit for that one. Um, but yeah, uh, next episode uh, will be a little bit a little bit better produced, I guess, than this one. Uh, I'm writing a, sh- a little short story. Um, I actually have it open right here in front of me. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm writing a, a little short story about two fantasy war-torn, or two fantasy countries about... Uh, Two fantasy, two fantasy countries at war with each other, um, and from told from the point of view of a journalist who is personally affected by the war, um, as you'll find out, uh, as are so many other people in this world. So I'm kind of excited about this story. I've been working on it for a little while. Um, I was going to read it this episode, but it's not quite finished and I don't want to give you guys an unfinished, uh, an unfinished short story. Um, cause there's no reason to, it's a short story. It's not like I'm writing a book, um, about the book. 
Uh, I'm almost finished with... <laughs> oh my god, I'm terrible. I'm almost finished with the second chapter, so be looking forward to that. Um, I think that's it, guys. You've been listening to Sidewalk Confessionals. Happy listening, and have a nice day.